If you like listening to my conversations with interesting people, you'll love listening to them or watching them on Nebula, the creator-owned streaming service where you can get access to these interviews early and ad-free, as well as bonus episodes from my YouTube channel and exclusive series you can't find anywhere else. Sign up for Nebula by clicking the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversations with Joe to support the podcast and help promote content that matters. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. Today I am releasing a video... Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. Today I'm re-releasing an episode, an audio version of an episode, where I talk about teleportation. And I start off with a fun story that um, I cannot verify whether this is true or not. Just like a lot of things in history, it's, you know, all the evidence is long past. But it's a story about a guy who literally teleported from the Philippines to Mexico back in the 1800s before they even probably had a word for teleportation. And to me, that was what made it the most interesting. Like, who was thinking about just closing your eyes and waking up somewhere else way back then? Uh, maybe people were. I don't know, but that that made it all very, very weird to me. But uh, there's been a lot of news actually in the teleportation world since I did this video. I believe some uh, Chinese scientists have teleported some photons up to uh, a satellite in space in a way that was they think could actually uh, engender some kind of quantum communication. And uh, I'm not going to say any more than that because I don't know all the details. It's not in front of me, but there's some interesting stuff. I may have to revisit this in a video sometime soon. But if you haven't seen this video, I'll put the URL in the show notes so you can go check it out. Uh, But until then, I hope you enjoy listening to this, and um, I'll catch you next time. But first... Oh, let me guess, another canker boy ad. Well, if you're tired of hearing me talk about it, I'll let one of my canker boy members tell you how they feel about it. Here's what Ed had to say. Um, I started having a problem with canker sores probably in my 40s and uh, sometimes it would get so bad I just didn't even want to eat and happened to be looking doing some research ran across uh, the canker boy video said I would give it a try within two weeks of using the canker boy my Canker sore problem was gone. So long as uh, Canker Boy's on the market, I'll be a Canker Boy customer. Ed is just one of over a thousand people who have had their lives changed by this supplement, and I'm one of them. That's why I talk about it so much, because it's literally changed people's lives, and I want to pass that on to others. So if this is a problem for you or anybody you know, head over to cankerboy.com and give it a try. If it doesn't work, you'll get your money back, so you've got nothing to lose. And with that, here's today's episode. Enjoy. The date was October 23rd, 1593. The place was the governor's palace in Manila, the capital of the Philippines, and Gil Perez, a palace guard, was exhausted. Chinese pirates had assassinated the governor just the night before, and tensions were really high. After a grueling shift, Gil leaned against the wall just to take a quick little nap, but when he opened his eyes again, something had changed. Actually, everything had changed. Because he wasn't at the governor's palace anymore. He was at the Plaza Mayor in Mexico City. 14,000 kilometers away. Records of the time tell of a confused man that the police found just wandering around the streets of Mexico City wearing the uniform of the palace guard from Manila, claiming he had no idea how he got there. He told them about the governor's assassination, but of course they hadn't heard anything about that, so thinking he was either a deserter or just a crazy person, they threw him in jail. Two long months later, a ship arrived from Manila with news of the assassination of the governor. And of course the Mexican authorities were dumbfounded. How could he have possibly known this? His story matched their story in every little detail. And eventually 
eventually one of the crew members of the ship recognized Gil and could vouch for him, and the Mexican police released him to go back to Manila. It's the only time in history that a person was found innocent on account of teleportation. Russell Stewart and Izar Hussein both asked, is teleportation possible? The definition of teleportation is the transfer of energy or matter from one point to another without transversing the physical space between them. If Gill's story is true, he experienced what's called spontaneous teleportation, where a person or a thing disappears in one place and reappears somewhere else without any effort on their part. So this is a bit of a subcategory of the paranormal, and there's plenty of sites and articles out there that you can go check out, but we're not going to talk about that here. We're going to talk about teleportation as an actual scientific thing that can be done and what potential possibilities and drawbacks there could be from that. So there's really two types of teleportation. The first one involves something of a space-time warp. See, much like the Alcubierre drive, if I could create a warp bubble around my body, then space and time could bend around me, allowing me to go from one place to another at extremely fast speeds and at Earth scale almost instantaneously. But you gotta be careful because if you don't get just the right distance and angle, you could wind up either embedded in the Earth's mantle or flung out into space. This always gets me about time travel too. You see, the Earth is rotating at a thousand miles per hour and it's going around the sun at 65,000 miles an hour. If I were to go back in time even 10 minutes, I'd probably wind up drying out in the middle of outer space. So I think in order for this method to work, you actually need a second teleportation machine that you would arrive at to avoid having being flung out into a really bad place. Of course, we're a far way off from actually being able to manipulate space-time in a way to make something like this possible. Or are we? In 1955, an author named Morris Jessup had just published a book on UFOs when he received a mysterious letter from a guy named Carlos Allende. And Carlos, in this letter, talked about a secret government experiment that was conducted during World War II that he called the Philadelphia Experiment. According to this story, the United States Navy was working on applications of Einstein's unified field theory in an effort to make their ships invisible. But the ship that they rigged to conduct this experiment, called the USS Eldridge, it didn't just turn invisible. It actually vanished completely and then reappeared in Norfolk, Virginia, 200 miles away. There it was witnessed by the entire crew of the USS Andrew Furseth, including Carlos Allende. Then right in front of all those people, the ship just vanished and reappeared back in the Philadelphia shipyard 10 minutes later. And if that wasn't crazy enough, there are stories about crew members that rematerialized embedded into the steel of the ship. And a couple of them apparently reappeared um, inside out. And there's another story of a sailor on that ship that was at a bar like a couple weeks later that just disappeared right in front of everybody. The Philadelphia Experiment is considered a hoax by most investigators, but it's still a real staple of paranormal enthusiasts around the world. In fact, there have been two movies made about it. But regardless of what happened on the Eldridge, the idea of creating warp bubbles around things like ships or even people, the energy required to do that is still just impossibly huge. But subatomic particles do it all the time. Even atoms have been seen to disappear in one place and reappear in another. Could we do that with every atom in our bodies? Assuming we had a powerful enough computer and enough precision, could we manipulate every single atom to go from one place to another and rebuild you in another place? This is called the information theory of teleportation. This might sound crazy, but we're already 3D printing human organs. How long will it be before we could actually rebuild things on the atomic scale? But this brings up an even more interesting question. Does the person who rematerializes at the other end of that teleportation is that actually you? There's a famous parable that goes back to the ancient Greeks called the Ship of Theseus Paradox, and it basically says that the King Theseus had a ship and he sailed it around his kingdom, and over time, different boards and different parts of the ship got worn out and got replaced with new ones. Eventually, the entire ship would be rebuilt with new parts. 
Is that still the same old ship? Is that still the ship of Theseus? To make the whole thing even more confusing, imagine if somebody took all of the old wood that had been taken off the ship and rebuilt a new ship with the old wood. Which one is the original ship of Theseus? It's a philosophical question with no real hard answer, but the same thing applies to teleportation. If you were taken apart atom by atom and then reassembled somewhere else, is that still you? But here's an even bigger and creepier question. Does your consciousness transfer over? But what would be the experience of departure? Would you see a flash and just appear in this other location? Or would the process of dematerializing you atom by atom just be... the end? In order to be teleported, are you actually sacrificing yourself? I gotta be honest, the more I think about this, the more I'm really creeped out by it, because we would have no idea that was happening. The you that reappears in the other place would have all the same wiring and all the same function in your brain and all the same memories right up to that point of teleportation. So to the person reappearing on the other end, it would all be seamless. But to the person at the point of departure, it might just be the end of consciousness. You might not actually experience anything on the other side of that. It's basically death. Every single person that we teleport is dying, and we would have no idea we're doing it. I mean, think about it. Every single time James T. Kirk beamed up to the Enterprise, he died on the other end. I just ruined Star Trek for you. Seriously, if you knew that when you teleported, you wouldn't have the experience on the other side because your consciousness would just end, would you do it? Can you even say that you're the same person on the other side, or are you just a copy? Put your beautiful minds together and talk about it in the comments. As always, links to more information is down below, as well as a link to the Facebook page where I post other little nuggets of info about this topic all throughout the week. Be sure to share this on your social media of choice, and if this is your first time here, I hope I earned a subscribe because I come back with more brain-twisting stuff like this every Monday. Alright, thanks a lot for watching. You guys go out and have an eye-opening week, and I'll see you next time. Alright, love you guys. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to the Answers with Joe podcast. If you found this through the YouTube channel and you are not subscribed on iTunes or Google Play, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to be coming back with interviews and repeats of old videos just like this all the time. And if you found this on the podcast player, then uh, know I have a YouTube channel on, uh, well, on YouTube. Just do a little search for Answers with Joe and you'll find all kinds of fun science and comedy stuff to keep you entertained and thinking about cool stuff for the rest of the week. And you can find this in all my podcasts and all my videos at AnswersWithJoe.com. And if you enjoyed it, a nice review in the iTunes or Google Play Store goes a long way. And of course, word of mouth means everything. So anything you can do to help get the word out, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. I will catch you next time. Have a good one.